Hey everyone, this is Jack Bacall, the director and voice actor of Cameron Park. And this is Issa Van Ingen, the producer and the voice of Ash Moskowitz. We just wanted to take a second to say that we hope you've been enjoying Half Moon Chronicles and to thank you so much for your continued support. As with every production, we go to great lengths to make this for you free of charge. That's why we're here asking that if you really love what you've listened to today, you could help us out by supporting us on our Patreon. Not only will it help us pay our talented actors and crew, but it will also give you amazing bonus content such as early access to episodes, downloadable music, full screenplays, Ash Moskowitz's Monster Manual, Gray's annotated scripts, and more. So please, if you are able to give back, then head on over to patreon.com slash badaddressmedia. We appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you so much for listening. today. I'm outside Half Moon City Hall, and I'm only out here because security threatened to have me removed from the building, and I decided to cut my losses. One of them's still staring at me through the- Yeah, security person, I'm going, I'm leaving, relax. This is our fourth, yes, fourth attempt to speak with the mayor. His high and mighty assistant keeps insisting he's too booked and looks at me like I'm out of my mind whenever I try to push back. What the hell is the mayor of Half Moon so booked with? Deciding what begonias to plant in the community garden next spring? Ugh. I don't know what to do anymore. We're not making any headway on the full moon hint at all. Gray and Ash are, once again, busting their asses at the library, looking for something, anything, that could dig into a deeper meaning behind the phrase, full moon. Larry Watkins has stonewalled us, and anything else we try to find about full moon realty comes up dry. It's infuriating. I feel like we're... Like we're failing Chris. He's clearly trying to warn us about something. I just wish that cassette player hadn't been destroyed. I wish there were a reliable way to talk to him. What is this? Y2K flyer? That's another thing. Y2K is soon. Cam and Gray have been bickering over going digital. Gray insists it's the responsible thing to do, in case any more of our equipment gets destroyed. But Cam is firmly against it. They say we can't gamble with Y2K. And according to this flyer I just found on a telephone pole, the rest of Half Moon feels the same way. Listen to this. Friends and family of Half Moon, 
please remember to take precautions as the Y2K event approaches. As midnight looms on the night of December 31st, 1999, you are advised to lock your doors, shutter your windows, and stay inside until the danger has passed. If you have any questions, please contact Miriam Davis of the Half Moon Historical Society at the following number. And then there's some crappy clip art of a crescent moon. That's kind of worded weirdly, isn't it? I thought the main worry with Y2K was how it would mess up a bunch of technology or something. Cam would know more about it. But lock your doors. Stay inside until the danger has passed? That's more than Y2K concern. That's rapture-level paranoia. Miriam Davis. Why haven't we looked into this historical society yet? Hello? Is someone there? Sorry. I thought I heard someone behind me. I thought I heard someone behind me outside the mayor's office, too. Is it ridiculous to think I'm being followed or something? I mean, the town's probably suspicious of our intentions by now, right? We've interrogated Randall Fry, Larry Watkins. They both acted weird. What if one of them sent someone after us? Or... Um, I haven't told anyone this. I haven't even recorded it, but when we were at the motel a few days ago, trying to break into room 207 and the lights all went out and we unlocked the room, I saw something on the other side of it. It might have just been my mind playing tricks on me, or... Jeez, I sound like Grey. Trying to rationalize it. What's wrong with rationalizing it? It can make you less scared. But... When I looked through the crack in the door, I saw... I mean, I didn't just see. I locked eyes with... Tabby! Coming? Gray and Ash are waiting at the library. Uh, yeah, sorry. I'll hurry. Okay, just pressed record. Why? We just told you we hit another dead end. If any other establishments in Half Moon carried the full moon name, it's been hidden well. I'm starting to think it was a coincidence, and we're chasing the wrong lead. Not even the Evelyn Chambers articles have more info. I started recording because I found something else we might want to investigate. You want to turn our focus away from Chris's warning? Of course not. I'm hoping this might lead us in the direction Chris wants from us. Here, look at this flyer. See? I told you I'm not the only one worried about Y2K. This is way more than just worried about Y2K. This has the cult written all over it. Maybe, maybe not. 
but I definitely agree that the wording is strange. Is this fear-mongering, or what? And what's this historical society? Ash and I looked into them a while back. They felt unremarkable. Especially when it came to any cold cases we were researching, they never came up. All they do is talk about old-time half-moon. You know, like the 1600s. Some of it's interesting, but hardly relevant to us. They were the first place I looked for info on the old mill, but they had nothing useful. Seriously? They came up in none of the cases? Old Scorcher, Hollyoak House, the vineyard? Trust me, I checked. But now there's this flyer. It does say to contact this Miriam person if you have questions. And boy do we have questions. Let's call the number. Cryptid crew on the case. I thought we agreed on Chronicle crew. Cryptid crew! You sure this is the place? It looks like a normal house. Seems like one of those places that was converted from a house into a business. It's definitely the place. You might want to take a look at that sign. Oh shit! A painting of a full moon! Could be a coincidence. But wouldn't a half moon make more sense? And what's with the crescent moon on the flyer? Could have something to do with the fact that on December 31st, the moon will be a crescent. Ah. Didn't think of that. Tabs, should we leave you to interview alone? I don't know. I feel like we ganged up on Randall Fry, but being rebuffed by Larry felt kind of helpless when I was on my own. Maybe one of you can join me? I'll come! Tabs? You okay? Did you hear that? Hear what? Never mind. Let's just go in. since young people were interested in the historical society. Come in, come in. Oh, wow, nice place you got here. Only the best for the historical society. Please do have a seat. It's very old timey. Are those oil lamps? Yes, no 20th century technology needed here. Now, I'll forgive you for the tape recorder. So, what was it you were interested in? Half Moon's role in the textile industry? Information about our town's founder? The history of some of our town's landmarks? You know, the South Bridge has quite a fascinating... Dead Drop Bridge. Yes, we've heard. Oh, no. I don't mean that dead drop nonsense. We in the Historical Society call it by its proper name, the South Bridge. It should be remembered for its origins, not the <clears throat> unfortunate incidents that have happened around it. Its origins? Indeed. The blood, sweat, and tears our ancestors put into building it. That's what it should be remembered for. I see. 
Well, we actually came to ask you about this flyer. Ah, oh, yes. We're all very concerned about Y2K. Because of what it could do to technology? Not that so much. How long have you folks been in this town? You've gotten to know its character a bit, haven't you? We have. Then you must have picked up on the fact that there's something strange about Half Moon. Something unexplainable. Perhaps treacherous? Yes! That's what we thought from the beginning. I assumed as much. A little birdie told me you've been asking about the old mill. We have. Larry Watkins told us a disturbing story about it, so we've been curious. But the area is heavily monitored by the police. Why is that? Hmm. The police insist it's for the town's safety. The building is unstable. Supposedly. Anybody going in could get hurt. Floorboards could collapse. There may be broken glass. But, um, well, you're documentarians, aren't you? Only the best. We're the cryptid crew. How charming. Since you're here to shed light on some of Half Moon's mysteries, I'll let you in on a little secret. I don't think the building's unsafe at all. I believe the police are hiding something. The only reason they haven't torn the place down is because this society has fought tooth and nail to prevent it. I'm confident some of Half Moon's precious history is inside that mill. And for whatever reason, the police don't want us to see it. Really? What makes you think that? If anyone's the right group to find out for sure, it's a set of go-getting documentarians. Oh, uh, wow. Thanks for the support. Seems like most people in this town aren't thrilled about our documentary, to say the least. Why wouldn't I support it? I'm a historian. There's nothing I value more than preserving a place's history. And that's precisely what you're doing. We really appreciate it. We've been trying to learn more about that mill for weeks, but security is super tight. Any tips? Hmm. Well, you work for the police, don't you? Whoa. How'd you know that? Word travels fast in this town. Now, I'm not saying I condone breaking and entering. No siree. But I do know that if you're working from the inside, you're likely to see more blind spots than an outsider looking in would. Blind spots. And what about Y2K? What is it about this town and that day that makes you think everyone should stay inside and lock their doors? It's just a safety precaution. This town is shrouded in the unknown in many ways. The Historical Society knows that more than anyone. If another unfortunate incident were to happen in Half Moon, I'd bet it'd fall on that date. Same reason I don't go outside on Halloween. I see. Anything else you can tell us on that topic? That's about it. 
Just remember to stay safe. Keep to your van on December 31st. Does the phrase full moon mean anything to you? Besides the fact that it's a phase of the moon? I'm afraid it doesn't. There was a real estate agency by that name some time ago. But they don't exist any longer. Gotcha. Well, if that's all, we'll head out. Thanks so much for your time. Meet you outside, Tabs. I'm craving Dunkaroos. Miss Winters? Yes? You've been hearing things, haven't you? Excuse me? Footsteps behind you, scuttling sounds, the ever-present sense that you aren't alone. How would you know that? A little birdie told me. Miss Davis, if there's something you want to say to me, please... Just get into that mill as soon as you can. Save yourself. What? You'd better join your friend outside. She'll wonder where you've gone. Miss Davis, you're holding out on me. What do you know? I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. Now, if you don't mind, I've got a meeting to plan for. But... Miss Winters, we're done here. I... Hey, let go of me. Hold Mill. Get there as soon as you can. Save yourself. Have a lovely rest of your day. Tabby, what took you? I thought you were right behind me. Um, Miriam knows something. What do you mean? She was encouraging me to investigate the old mill as soon as possible. To save myself. Save yourself from what? There's something I haven't been telling you. What? Are you okay? The other day, when we were in the motel, we were about to enter room 207, and I told everyone we couldn't go in. You told us you went back to the motel, and there ended up being nothing in that room. Just some shadows that played tricks on you? Well, I lied. I never went back to the motel. What I saw in there. Something I wish I hadn't seen. I've been trying to convince myself it was something else for days. Do you think it was an entity? Uh, depends. What does an entity look like? What did the thing you saw look like? It's hard to describe. It was this human-shaped shadow, but not a shadow at the same time. If it were a true shadow, I wouldn't have been able to see it, you know? It was so dark. And there was something off about it. Like, instead of just darkness, it was a bunch of pencil scratchings, all stacked up into the shape of a person. And moving. Constantly moving. Imagine if your skin were static. Sounds like an entity to me. The eyes were the worst part. There were two of them, but they weren't in the usual place. One on top of the other, the way your nose and mouth are. Pure white tiny black dots as pupils. It looked at me, right at me. 
And then its face split open. Split open? I think it was smiling. <sighs> Tabby, what happened at the motel was admittedly scary. It's understandable that having all the lights go out and thinking there was someone there with us had us not thinking straight. And room 207 was the last known location of a murdered man. Of course you were freaked out and didn't want to go in there. Gray, no. You three are the ones who keep saying this town is dangerous. I think you're right, just not in the way you seem to believe it is. There's some big conspiracy going on, but jumping to the conclusion that it's supernatural is ludicrous, especially when we should be focusing on protecting ourselves and finding out how it links back to Chris. Ray, we've talked about how we can't rule out the supernatural for what happened to Chris. But we shouldn't act like that's the most likely possibility either. It's a last resort. Rule everything out first. Gray... I get you not believing the strangers we meet in Half Moon or the people you read about in articles, but this is me you're talking to. Your friend, supposedly. Are you saying you don't believe me? I'm saying you were scared and our minds play tricks on us when we're scared. Come on, let's stop this. Give me the recorder. Things are getting all tense. Why do you have to be so patronizing? I'm not. I'm trying to bring you back to reality, which should be comforting. Your mind misinterpreting things is much less scary than some evil entity. No, it isn't. The idea that my own brain is working against me is terrifying. I'd much rather it be a force we can learn about and take action against. You'd really rather be trapped in a mind that's lying to you? Hey, watch it. Excuse me? You're putting words in my mouth. I didn't say I want my mind lying to me. You said it's not as bad as a supernatural being. But what I care about right now is you believing me. I saw what I saw. It wasn't human, and it was real. Believe what you want. Now give me the recorder. This is getting ridiculous. Hey! Ray, come on! Give her the recorder back! No! We don't have to record every single thing in our goddamn lives. What the hell did Chris ever see in you? I... What? Tabby... Why do you treat people like this, Gray? Why are you so selective about what you see right in front of you and act like you're better than everyone else when their perspective doesn't exactly match up with yours? Did Chris line up neatly with you? Is that why you didn't ignore your feelings for him, which I'm sure were right in front of you? You jumped into things with him and literally no one else mattered. You could have, I don't know, taken other people's feelings into account, but no, you had to tell me out of nowhere you and Chris had a thing and now I'm what? just supposed where to- Where is this coming from? What do you mean no one else mattered? I was very careful not to suddenly disappear on the rest of you when I started seeing Chris, because I cared about our friendship. That's not what I'm talking about, Gray. You couldn't have told me the truth about you and Chris more gently? No, you couldn't have, because yet again, you're completely insensitive to and oblivious about the feelings of the people around you. Never mind the fact that I've been completely in love with Chris for years, Nope, he was just special to you. Hold on. What? 
you loved Chris? Ash told me it was obvious. Sorry, Gray. It was. Yeah. All of us kind of knew. I really had no idea. <laughs> I'm serious. I always thought you and Chris were just friends, the way Ash and Chris were. In fact, of all of us, you seemed the best at coping with Chris stuff when it comes up. You think I'm coping? You think this is what coping looks like? After Chris died, I felt like I entered another plane of existence. Everything was warped and fuzzy and wrong, and I desperately needed to get out of my head because I was trapped in there. Days felt like years, and I couldn't eat or sleep, and days just blended together. And then I remembered Half Moon. I remembered Ash not being able to shut up about it and how there really could be a story here. And suddenly, I wasn't trapped in my head anymore because my brain was in Half Moon, researching, tracking down ghost stories, reading Evelyn Chambers articles, thinking about the what-ifs and the rabbit holes and all the mysteries this town held. Do you know how many thousands of stories are here? Do you know how much of that can fill up your head until there's no room left for anything else? That's what I wanted. That's what I needed. And now we're here, and this is exactly what I wanted because every time Chris shows up in my dreams or in my thoughts, I have somewhere else to go. I have Dead Drop Bridge or the Old Mill or the Reservoir. And even when Chris does show up, when Captain Klein's death turns out to be unusually similar to his, there's something I can do besides Miss Chris, right? I can hunt down new leads. I can chase something. And I want to be chasing something, anything that isn't Chris. That's why I'm not allowed to stop. That's why none of us are allowed to stop working on this documentary, because now this is all there is. It has to be all there is. The second I let my guard down, the second I stop focusing on the story, Chris is back. I can't let him back. If I drop the story for too long, it eats me alive again. Half Moon is where I've locked myself away, so nothing can touch me. Tabby, I, I had no idea. I'm sorry. I kind of had an idea. I just didn't know how to bring it up. I'm glad you got that out, Tabs. Well, now everyone knows. So I wouldn't mind some support right now. Gray, can you please have some faith in me? Can you tell me you believe me? Tabby, I don't know if I can.
What is that? What the hell is that? An entity? Get us out of here. Robert, we're locked in. Out the window. This what? This isn't real. Hey, stop. Get away from him. Ray, don't let it touch you. Ray. Help. Please, someone help us. Ah! Gray? Where's Gray? Gray. Is he gone? Did it take him? What was that thing? Ash, what was it? I don't know. Gray. Was it the thing you saw at the motel? No. Gray. It was something else. It took Gray. What is that? On the floor? I don't know. It fell out of my pocket when I took our second recorder out. Are you seriously telling me you're recording right now? For evidence. The only other recorder disappeared with Gray. Who's going to believe this if we don't have proof? Abby, where did you get this? That was in my pocket? What is that? I've never seen it before. It's a glyph. A summoning glyph, by the looks of it. A summoning glyph? Does... Is this my fault? Not unless you drew this glyph yourself. I'm guessing you didn't. Of course not. I swear, I didn't know there was anything in my pocket besides the recorder. Is there a chance Miriam planted it on you? Maybe. She did kind of steer me out of the building. Actually, so did Larry. And I was wearing the same sweater when I talked to him. It could have been either of them. What do we do? Is Gray alive? Is he okay? Wait. The thing Miriam said to me earlier. She knew I was being haunted by something. She said to save myself, I need to go to the mill. How do we know we can trust her? We don't. But it's the only lead we've got. Come on. Let's find a way into that mill. Chronicles is a Bad Address Media production. This episode was directed by Jack Bacall and produced by Isabella Van Ingen. The script was written by Morgan York and edited by Kit Haddad. Sound design is by Matt Regan. Half Moon Chronicles original music by Kit Haddad. Featuring Isabella Van Ingen as Ash Moskowitz, Jack Bacall as Cameron Park, Kit Haddad as Grayson Price, and Morgan York as Tabby Winters. Also featuring Kathy Schickler Van Ingen as Miriam Davis. You can follow us on Twitter at Bad Address Media or become a patron at patreon.com/badaddressmedia. Thank you for listening.